Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Welcome, Life Group Leaders, to the Life Group Leader Podcast. Uh, We're happy to have you join us again this week as we look at week two of our series, Losing It, Overcoming the Grip of Anger. I am here today with my good friend and our marriage pastor, Linda Vido. I'm here. Here we go. Let's do this. Thanks for jumping in, Linda. Um, And podcast listeners, if you hear sudden banging out of nowhere, it's because we are in the middle of our incredible Multiply campaign. Amazing. And right outside my office, I'm looking out to our new outdoor venue, which... uh, is being worked on substantially. Man, some great stuff going on, and not only in our outdoor venue, but the studio space, the kids' space, the first floor of the ministry center here, which there's yep. some exciting implications for life group leaders and things that we're going to make available for you, for your groups here on campus. So great things, great things are happening. So if you're modeling right now, yeah, if you hear noise, it's good noise. It's good, good noise. noise. <laughs> That's it, uh, Linda. Before we jump in, uh, this is a, a fun season, right across all of our different ministries, but. We've got lots of great things happening with uh, marriage ministry. Um, you may be listening to this after the fact, but we have our first Marriage Matters coming up uh, this Saturday night on the 16th. That may have already happened. Yep. Uh, you've got the marriage course happening. I mean, great stuff happening in marriage ministry. Just give us some uh, snapshots, what you're excited about and for. Yeah, we try to each season have something offered to, for married couples. So we do have something coming up next year as we've already started our third option and the pre-marriage course. And then Marriage Matters is once a month. It's a great opportunity to bring your life group and hang out together, go to the service at 530, and then walk on down to the worship center for Marriage Matters with Doug Fields. So yeah, if you missed this weekend, our next one is October 21st. So go ahead and get that on your calendar and talk to your life group about it. Yeah, we'd love to have you. We have a lot of life groups that come all together. We do. Yeah, we, we love, we love seeing It's that. a great outing for life groups. Yeah. Hey, just before we jump into the passage too, one thing that we're going to do occasionally on this podcast is we love hearing from your questions. So we had a, a, a at our um, equip night, we had a breakout with our life group leaders. And one of the best parts was just hearing your stories, but also hearing your questions live and in the room. And so we thought we'd like to use this format here um, to hear from questions that you have, whether it's, you know, how do you create momentum in your group? What about group dynamics? What do you do when you have a challenging situation? How do we, rhythms of rhythms yeah. of the life group. How do we you, motivate our group to serve? What right. recommendations do you have to getting the most up? It could be anything, most of yeah. your conversation. And so what we want to ask you to do over these next couple of weeks is we have an uh, email account that we'll be checking. It's just lifegroups at marinerschurch.org, lifegroups at marinerschurch.org. We'll be sending that in. So send in your questions. We'd love to hear from you. And then when we host this weekly podcast on Friday, we'll interact with those a bit. So Send in your questions to lifegroups at marinerschurch.org. All right, you ready to get it? I'm ready. Let's talk about anger. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> so anger. Fun. All right, I'll have our lean in here. Uh, what are some examples of positive ways to deal with or express anger? Where have you seen it in your life or in the life of others? You know, I heard an interesting story on the interweb. <laughs> I guess it would have to be reading a story, the interwebs. Um, I guess there was a guy in line getting coffee and the person behind him did not appreciate that he was taking a long time to order and began tapping on their horn. And what this gentleman did was pulled up to the window and paid for the girl's 
drink drink yeah. drink order. That's cool. So instead of outraging and putting on his brakes, flashing his brakes, pulling over, flashing his fist, whatever, he decided to pull forward and pay for her her drinks or whatever she ordered at the window. Yeah. And then I guess she followed him just to thank him. Wow. And was pretty repentant in her anger so it's that whole kill kill people with kindness which i thought was so great it's great i love that and i love that eric this weekend he's telling a story about driving from orlando to miami where it's the other way around and getting cut off by somebody with a truck that had stacked you know all the equipment and ladders and everything else and he tell he tells about how he called the how is my driving phone number that was on the truck? Oh, yeah. And it connected to the actual guy who was driving. Oh, the goodness. Truck. <laughs> and how they had a pretty good redeeming conversation there, which could have gone either way. Uh, so, yeah, it's so funny. I, mean, I think of so many opportunities that Eric talks about in his message, too. I mean, road rage is, is, is the thing, right? And you don't see a lot of examples of people dealing with that positively <laughs> on the roads. Oh, definitely. A lot of the, the contrary. We lived for almost five years on the west side in LA and lived. Let me tell you, like it was a breath of fresh air coming back to Orange County um, because the etiquette just a few miles up the road was mm-hmm. a little bit more interesting yeah. up, up in L.A. So positive ways to deal with anger versus um, maybe negative. some negative ways to deal with anger. But I love, again, we're, we're opening up the conversation about the reality of anger and what it does to us and how to respond to it. And so last week was beautiful when Eric walked us through the reality of how God's anger has been absorbed and ultimately satisfied in who Jesus is and what he did for us. Yeah. Gospel message. I love that. This is also a gospel message that invites us into responding now to the emotion of anger. And how do, how do we think about that? Well, how do we think about God's righteous anger and our unrighteous anger? So lots of great things here. Uh, I'm going to read the passage for us. Um, it is James 1, 19 through 20. I think we maybe unpack maybe through 21 or 22 in the sermon, but we're going to read 19 through 20. And then you've got lots of questions here in your look down. You really could summarize these questions in one question. Um, You could say something like, what do you learn about navigating anger from the passage? Or you could say, what do you learn about the power of anger from the passage? Or you could say, just what do you learn about anger from the passage? And those are broad and open-ended. It's encouraging you to engage directly in, in the scripture. So I'll read uh, these verses here, then Linda Askett will interact with it a little bit here. So what do you learn about navigating anger from the passage? <laughs> My dear brothers and sisters, understand this, that everyone should be, should be, sorry, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Yes. What do you learn? What stands out? Well, I love that how he says, understand this. It's, mm-hmm. hey, 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 look. Look, listen to what I'm going to say. Yeah. It's that moment of clarity. I, I'm going to say something that's really important. And then the first thing he says is be quick to listen, mm-hmm. which so many of us are so opposite of that, that we are quick to respond mm-hmm. to what makes us angry or our circumstances. Yeah. So that is a really good message from the passage. Yeah, That's a great reminder. Yeah, I love also what it says that um, everyone should be, you know, and there's something into that phrasing where it, it's 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 something we're all invited into. Yep. But it's also there's this everyone should be acknowledging that we don't always. Right. <laughs> we don't right. always get this right. We often will mess this up. Um, but if we are going to navigate, navigate anger well, yeah, he gives us these three, three, three punches, which I love. 
And it's so easy to memorize. This is one of the first verses I memorized, which is not, I don't recommend that to anybody because it's a very, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hey, easy to memorize and hard to memorize any verse you can. Oh yeah. Anytime. Anytime. I, it was when I was raising kid, little kids, um, you know, quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. And it's just a great reminder. It's just such a great reminder. And it's an easy pause. It's an easy way to hit the pause button and go, okay, let me think through this. Yeah. And I love that it's a callback even to the the nature of God who is, you know, is rich. He's unfailing and abounding love. He's slow to anger. You, I love that there's some similarities here of, of who God is and what we're being invited into. And then in verse 20, it says, human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. So it's really drawing the distinction that there is a difference between God's righteous anger and man's unrighteous anger. Um, what what stands out to you if you were to think about the two kinds of anger and what's different about our anger versus God who who displays righteous anger. You know, in the message, Eric, I think he even showed a chart that shows the difference between God's righteous anger and my, uh, and man's unrighteous anger. Why don't we walk through that and see what stands out? See what stands out. Yeah, it's all self-reflective. It's all about self. It's mm-hmm. all about me and how it makes me feel yeah. or about an issue that's frustrating for me. And I just think about a book I'm reading right now, how it's create creation worship as opposed to creator worship. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest difference I see in God's righteous anger. It's restoration. It's satisfied by Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's against those things that anger God, not those things that hurt me personally or that I take personally it's confront and admonish you know the Mm -hmm. bible teaches so much about us confronting in love and man's unrighteous anger is none of that it's destructive it's quick it's condemning it's accusatory it's against what frustrates us again reflection of us as far as what what is making us comfortable and uncomfortable? Yeah, that's great. I love that in the chart. You might want to even highlight that within your groups. There's two types of anger, and we look at the flow of the anger. What's the cause? The speed? The goal? The expression in the end? And all the things that you just walked us through. That there is a there is a difference different way in which God responds and which we respond. His is slow. Ours is usually quick. All the things you just talked about. His brings restoration. Ours is often motivated by destruction or revenge. And so it's important for us to know, like, anger is a God-given emotion. Mm -hmm. And it's a God-given emotion because there's a God-given opportunity to respond as he would respond. And so is our response one that is seeking our own satisfaction, our own revenge, the destruction of others? That's good. Right. Yeah, or Or, with love. Right. Or is it about restoration and it's about bringing redemption into the relationship? Mm -hmm. What's the frustration? Are we annoyed at a... A person, or is it, man, we're, we're actually angered at the things that God is angered about. Well, so and I, I yeah. that goes right back to the passage, slow to speak, uh, quick to listen and slow to speak. When we are quick to listen and slow to speak, it gives us the opportunity to process yeah. our anger and where that's coming from. And whether that's a reflective of self, it's because I have pride or I'm hungry or I'm frustrated yeah. Or if it's reflective of it's good. redemption and Christ and centered on him. That's good. And then you got a couple of questions here in the lookout. Um, and I'm just going to 
summarize and even combine the questions of how I might even lead them in my in my group. Um, again, looking out is okay. Now we're looking out of how this works in the world around us. And you could ask something to the effect of, when you look at circumstances around the world, what are the things that we can align with God's righteous anger for? What, what are things that would be appropriate for us to have righteous anger about? Yeah. And it's a great question because it gets your group thinking outwardly. Um, and it also think, gives your group thinking creatively of how we might even respond to that. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you can let if there's anything that stands out when you look at the world around us where you would say, man, yeah, I have an anger and a frustration about this. And I actually think that this might be aligned with God's righteous, righteous anger. Well, I think any abuse in yeah. any any way, you know, towards children or the human trafficking things that yeah. we've have have come to light so, so much lately, um, you know, there's an anger towards what people do to other people, right? Right. Right. And yeah, totally. Abuse, those that are marginalized, those yep. are disenfranchised, taken, yep. taken advantage yes. of. Yes. Um, that if we're not actually angry by that, we might be not plugged, we might be disassociated, we might actually be paying attention, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but there is such a thing too where we can get so overwhelmed and numbed to all the brokenness of the world that it becomes a callous on us too. Because mm-hmm. um, that's a part of our brokenness of, yeah, I should be angry about this. I can't fix it. And so, oh, well, I kind of just keep on going on. And I'm so glad, again, that there's a difference between how we respond to things and how God responds to things. We might get overwhelmed and retreat. God doesn't get underwhelmed. He gets involved, and he actually brings restoration to it. But, man, it's a good prayer for us, right? Of God, 100%. You want to see the things that you see be broken. Yes. But the things that you are is too. Yes. Not just for the sake of the emotion, but so the sake that you can motivate us into action too, which is great. Well, I think just recognizing that, you know, we are all image bearers. Right. And what is that? How are we living that out? It's good. And then um, we bring it uh, to the look in. We start thinking about our own relationship and interaction with anger. And good question here of how the passage instructs us to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. The question is, you know, why do you think James listed that way? And then of those three, um, which ones are more dif- difficult for you to practice? What about for you, Linda? Why do you, why do you think you list it that way? And are there, is there one there where it's more of a challenge, even even for you to live out? Yeah, I I don't I love listening to people's stories and hearing from people, but sometimes I'm not slow to speak. Yeah, I have a tendency to interrupt or speak what I think or get defensive, and and I think that's one for me is just to not only be quick to listen, but also slow to respond and allowing somebody to really get everything out that they are intending to get out yeah. and the slow to get angry, you know, that, whether that's biting your tongue or walking away or taking a deep breath or again, because we, so much of the way we react and respond is based on something that's happening within us. Right. Yeah. That's a really good, how we respond is often something that's happening within us. And if we move too quickly, mm-hmm. we miss that opportunity for our own growth and formation. If right. we move just right into blast and I want to fix the problem or I want to go at the person, then we actually miss, okay, the frustration might be a very good one and it might be a God place frustration. So what is he saying? What is he saying behind that? Right. Is it something in my own perspective, perspective of my own brokenness that I actually need to bring before him? Yeah. Is this something that he wants me to move towards with grace and compassion and with truth as he moved towards me? Uh, but yeah, I love that thinking in those three different facets causes us to be like, like to think inwardly 
to to have pause mm-hmm. and to ultimately align with what God wants to wants to say and do. So I think really we good. we also don't go as quickly to prayer in those moments. I have really tried to implement asking the Holy Spirit to give me words if I'm stepping into a conversation that mm-hmm. might be difficult, um, even in conversations that won't be difficult. But even as someone approaches you and you uh, they appear to maybe be having a stance of anger or that you may be attacked, just stopping and praying right there. Even if someone's talking to you, Holy Spirit, give me words, give me peace. What do you want me to say in this time? I mean, if we don't if we don't rely on that, then something is wrong with our faith because he calls us to come to him with yeah. everything. That's right. That's really good. And anger again is a God given emotion and it can either be destructive, mm-hmm. weaponizes it, right. weaponize it as a form of revenge and destruction, or it could actually be something that's really healing for ourselves and others. But it requires us to take pause, to take inventory, search me, know me, to think before we move into action, to ask what's the story saying, what's the saying about me and my story. Yes. Anger can be a really, really good thing, but it can also be a very, very destructive thing. And the difference often is the pace at which we move at it asking God to show us what this says about us and our own brokenness and what do we want the result of it to be. If the result of our anger, we want to just be proven right, mm-hmm. the most important person and be vindicated, then we're going down the wrong path. If the result is, man, we want what's best for every single person in this situation, for shalom, for healing, for restoration, then we're aligning them with what God wants. And so we should always be asking that question of, okay, here's this emotion. What, Holy Spirit, what is this saying about me? How are you calling me to respond to it? How can this actually bring life and not harm to myself and to others? Easier said than done. Oh, yes. That's why it's a practice. Yes. Right? You don't get good at it just once. Right. It's, it's a practice that we're invited right. to. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in this week. Um, please do, the, as you do every week in the in the sermon with Eric teaching, take notes, take your observations, bring your Bibles, bring your Mariner's app, and bring in your observations into your conversation this week. And then please do send in your questions for your group and yourself to lifegroups at marinerschurch.org. And we look forward to unpacking those in the weeks ahead. All right, we'll see you guys back here next week.